The Witcher, Last Wish, Chapter 3, Part 6. Shading his eyes with his hands, Sivril watched the sun emerge from behind the trees. The marketplace was coming to life. Wagons and carts rumbled past, and the first vendors were already filling their stalls. A hammer was banging, a cock crowing, and seagulls screeched loudly overhead. Oh, do I do the voices on this one? Yeah, right. I do. I'm just, that's right, I'm that's just right. Geralt's son. Uh, looks like a lovely day, 15 said pensively. That didn't sound very pensive to me. <laughs> looks like a lovely day. <laughs> Better. 15 said pensively. <laughs> Sivril looked at him askance but didn't say anything are the horses all right tavik asked nohorn pulling on his gloves saddled and ready but there's still not many of them in the marketplace there'll be more we should eat later dead right you'll have time later and an appetite Look, said Fifteen suddenly. The Witcher was approaching from the main street, walking between the stalls, coming straight toward them. And do you know where you are? You are in a dark tale. And here there be spooky dragons. I'm, I'm sticking with spooky <laughs> dragons. You know, I, Extra I like spooky, spooky dragons. dragons. Marcus, what's your uh, what's your take on spooky dragons? <laughs> How do you, how do you like official that? official reviewer of Endless Epic? What's your take on spooky dragons? <laughs> yeah, well, drop drop a review for us, please. That we, I need uh, a I need a ni- I need a ni- I need a nineteen page review on spooky dragons by Friday. <laughs> uh, oh welcome gosh. back to Dark Tales, where we are uh, finishing up the story arc. Of the Butcher of Blaviken. Yes, we are. We still have nine hours of this book. <laughs> That's what it says, which is crazy. That's absolutely insane. It's nine hours if you're reading it straight through. So for us, this is probably it's closer like to like 50 hours. 50. Oh, that's yeah. probably more accurate. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> Strap in, buddies. I mean, we could do five 10-hour podcasts and that would end up like you know chewing through it i don't yeah. know what our our retention rate would be on a 10-hour like, podcast who's gonna listen to that uh, i just got an invite to an app called clubhouse which, oh. which is uh interesting what, what's what's the I, the, what's the only way that i can describe it is it's social media conference rooms Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, it's basically like you create a voice channel um, and then you talk about things with other people. Okay. Yeah. And and it's it's hosted by one or one to four people. um, And you have like clubs. And then then other people. I've been seeing stuff like that on Twitter. Yeah. And then people can like raise their hand if they want to say something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like it's like live conferencing but without having to go anywhere right 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 no uh, yeah I, I saw i've actually jumped into a couple of like photography and nft like rooms i guess i don't <laughs> i don't know how else to say it uh on twitter that like popped up i was like this is weird i'll I'll sit in for a minute. <laughs> you know, I was I was I was but considering doing felt like I was at a felt like I was at a conference and I was like, oh, what's going on in this room? <laughs> I'll sit here for a minute. I mean, that, I don't like this guy. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> I mean, and it's it's less awkward for when you leave too. And on on uh, Clubhouse, True. it even has a button that says "Leave quietly." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right. Is there an option to leave loudly? 
No, unfortunately not. I was like, I was like, <laughs> so well, where's, where's my, where's my leave root? Where's my, my leave rudely button? Like, right, right. Why, why that distinction? Why leave quietly? I, I, I guess it's just, <laughs> uh, like how people get up and they tiptoe out of talks or yeah, panels, I, know, but, I guess. But you're, you, you don't have to do that. <laughs> It can, Look, you can man, just leave. I'm just the messenger. You can just leave and no one will know. <laughs> I mean, but... It's they, so bizarre. It, they're actually more likely to know that you're leaving in that instance than at an actual panel because yeah, they see fair, they actually. see the number go down. <laughs> yeah, well, they see your little little bubble go away. <laughs> wow. Wow, thick Jesus. All right. This fucking guy. <laughs> All right. I say, uh, it wasn't good enough for you. Oh, should we get back to yeah, the book? Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. Back into it. <clears throat> Renfrey was right. Sivril said. Give me the crossbow, no horn. He hunched over and, holding the strap down with his foot, pulled the string back. He placed the bolt carefully in the groove as the Witcher continued to approach. Sivril raised the crossbow. Not one step closer, Witcher. Geralt stopped about 40 paces from the group. Where's Renfri? The half-blood's face contorted. At the tower. Oh, oh, so Sivril is the, is the, is the half-blooded guy? Yeah. Oh, shit, sure. all right. Well, At the not? tower. Well, because Sivril has like a hoity-toity voice. And I gave oh, him a, really? yeah, and I gave him a deep voice. Oh, here. Okay, right, well, I should hey, I should uh, take he, I should take he, notes. He just remembered that uh, he was who he was. Yeah, so yeah, he had he had, he had something in his throat. Yeah. At the tower, she's making the sorcerer an offer he can't refuse, but she knew you would come. She left a message for you. Speak. I am what I am. Choose either me or a lesser. You're supposed to know what that means. The Witcher nodded, raised his hand above his right shoulder, and threw his sword, and drew his sword. The blade traced a glistening arc above his head. Walking slowly, he made his way towards the group. Sivril laughed nastily, ominously. Renfi said this would happen, Witcher. She left us with something special to give you, right between the eyes. The Witcher kept walking, and the half-elf raised the crossbow to his cheek. It grew very quiet. The bowstring hummed, the Witcher's sword flashed, and the bolt flew upward with a metallic whine, spinning in the air until it clattered against the roof and rumbled into the gutter. He deflected it, groaned Fifteen. Deflected it in flight. As one, ordered several. Blades hissed, and they were drawn as they were drawn from their sheaths, the group pressed shoulder to shoulder, bristling with blades. The Witcher came on faster. His fluid walk became a run, not straight at the group quivering with swords, but circling it in a tightening spiral. As Geralt circled the group, Tavik's nerve failed. He rushed the Witcher, the twins following him. Don't disperse! Silver roared, shaking his head and losing sight of the Witcher. He swore and jumped aside, seeing the group fall apart, scattering around the market stalls. Tavik went first. He was chasing the Witcher when he saw Geralt running in the opposite direction toward him. He skidded, trying to stop, but the Witcher shot past before he could raise his sword. Tavik felt a hard blow just above his hip, fell to his knees. When he saw his hip, started screaming. The twins simultaneously attacked, the black, blurred shape rushing toward them, Mistimed their attack and collided with each other as Geralt slashed Veer across the chest and Namir in the temple, leaving one twin to stagger head down into a vegetable stall and the other to spin in place and fall limply into the gutter. 
The marketplace boiled with vendors, running away, stalls clattering to the ground, and the screams rising in the dusty air. Tavik tried to stumble on his trembling legs and fell painfully to the ground. From left 15, Nohorn roared, running in a semicircle to approach the Witcher from behind. 15 spun, but did but not quickly enough. He bore a thrust through his stomach, prepared to strike. He was struck again in the neck, just below his ear. He took four ste unsteady steps and collapsed into a fish cart. He rolled away beneath, which rolled away beneath him, sliding over the slippery cargo. Fifteen fell onto the flagstones, silver with scales. Sivril and Nohorn struck simultaneously from both sides. The elf with a high sweeping cut, Nohorn from a kneeling position low and flat. The witcher caught both. Two metallic clangs emerged into one. Sivril leapt aside and tripped, catching himself against a stall as Nohorn warded off a blow so powerful it threw him backward to his knees. Leaping up, he parried too slowly, taking a gash in the face parallel to his old scar. Sivril bounced off the stall, jumping over Nohorn as he fell, missed the Witcher and jumped away. The thrust was so sharp, so precise, he didn't feel it. His legs only gave way when he tried to attack again. The sword fell from his hand, the tendons severed above the elbow. Sivril fell to his knees and shook his head, trying and failing to rise, his head dropping, and among the shattered stalls and market wares, the scattered fish and cabbages, his body stilled in the centre of a growing red puddle. Renfri entered the marketplace. She approached slowly with a soft feline step, avoiding the carts and stalls, the crowds in the streets, and by the houses which had been humming like a hornet's nest, grew silent. Geralt stood motionless, his sword in his lowered hand. Renfri came within ten paces and stopped close enough to see that under her jacket she wore a short coat of chainmail, barely covering her hips. You've made your choice, she said slowly. Are you sure it's the right one? This won't be another trade Geralt said with an effort. It wouldn't have been. Stregobor laughed in my face. He said I could butcher Bavakin, Blavakin and the neighbouring villages, and he wouldn't leave his tower. And he won't let anyone in, not even you. Why are you looking at me like that? Yes, I deceived you. I'll deceive anyone if I have to. Why should you be special? Get out of here, Renfri. She laughed. No, Geralt. She drew her sword quickly and nimbly. Renfri. No, you made a choice. Now it's my turn. With one sharp move, she tore the skirt from her hip and spun it in the air, wrapping the material around her forearm. Geralt retreated and raised his hand, arranging his fingers in the sign. Renfri laughed hoarsely doesn't affect me. Only the sword will. Renfrey, he repeated. Go. If we cross blades, I, I won't be able to. I know, she said. But I, I can't do anything else. I just can't. We are what we are, you and I. She moved toward him with a light, swaying step her sword glinting in her right hand, her skirt dragging along the ground from the left. She leapt, the skirt fluttered in the air, and veiled in its tracks the sword flashed in a short sparring cut. Geralt jumped away, the cloth 
the cloth didn't even brush him, and Renfrey's blade slid over his diagonal parry. He attacked instinctively, spinning their blades, trying to knock her weapon aside. It was a mistake. She deflected his blade and slashed, aiming for his face. He barely parried and pirouetted away, dodging her dancing blade and jumping aside again. She fell on him and threw the skirt onto his eyes and slashed flatly from a short range, spinning, spinning with her. He avoided the blow. She knew the trick and turned with him. Their bodies were so close, he could feel the touch of her breath as she ran the edge across his chest. He felt a twinge of pain and ignored it. He turned again in the opposite direction, deflected the blade flying toward his temple, made a swift feint and attacked. Renfrey sprang away as if to strike from above as Geralt lunged and swiftly slashed her exposed thigh and groin from below with the very tip of his sword. She didn't cry out. Falling to her side, she dropped her sword and clutched her thigh. Blood poured through her fingers. In a bright stream over her decorated belt, elk leather boots onto the dirty flagstones. The clamour of the swaying crowd crammed into the streets, grew as they saw blood. Geralt put up his sword. Don't go, she moaned, curling up in a ball. He didn't reply. I'm cold. He said nothing. Renfrey moaned again, curling up tighter as her blood flowed into the cracks between the stones. Geralt, hold me. The Witcher remained silent. She turned her head, resting her cheek on the flagstones, and was still. A fine dagger, hidden beneath her body until now, slipped from her numb fingers. After a long moment, the Witcher raised his head, hearing Stregobor's staff tapping against the flagstones. The Wizard was approaching quickly, avoiding the corpses. What a slaughter! He panted. I saw it, Geralt. I saw it all in my crystal ball. He came closer, bent over in his trailing black robe, supported by his staff. He looked old. It's incredible. He shook his head. Shrike is dead. Geralt didn't reply. Well, Geralt, the wizard straightened himself. Fetch a cart. I will take her to the tower for an autopsy. He looked at the witcher and did not, and not getting an answer, leaned over her body. Someone the witcher didn't know found the hilt of his sword and drew it. Touch a single hair of her head, said the person that the witcher didn't know. Oh, no. No, no, that's, that's, not, no that's, that's Geralt. No. Yeah. Said the person. The Witcher didn't know. Said the person. Yeah, he's talking about himself. No. <laughs> Said the person the Witcher didn't know. Yes, he's talking about himself as, as though like this is a decision he would not make. Keep reading. You're absolutely wrong, said the person. I don't. I don't think so. It, it is. <laughs> just trust me. <laughs> All right, whatever. Touch her head, and you'll go flying to the flagstones. Have you gone mad? You're wounded in shock. An autopsy is the only way we can confirm. Don't touch her. Stregobor, seeing the raised blade, jumped aside and waved his staff. All right, he shouted, as you wish, but you'll never know. You'll never be sure. Never. Do you hear, Witcher? See? Be gone. 
And still, the, the writing's weird then. <laughs> I agree with you. As you wish. The witcher turned away, his staff hitting the flagstones. I'm returning to Kovir. I'm not staying in this hole another day. Come with me, rather than rot here. These people don't know anything. They've only seen you killing, and kill nastily, Geralt. Well, are you coming? Geralt did not reply. He was looking at him. He wasn't looking at him. He put his sword away. Stregobor shrugged and walked away, his staff tapping rhythmically against the ground. A stone came flying from the crowd and clattered against the flagstones. A second followed, whizzing past just above Geralt's shoulder. The witcher, holding himself straight, raised both hands and made a swift gesture with them. The crowd heaved. The stones came flying more thickly, but the sign protecting him behind an invisible oval shield pushed them aside. Enough! yelled Calderman. Bloody hell! Enough of that! The crowd roared like a surge of breakers, but the stones stopped flying and the witcher stood motionless. The alderman approached him. Is this, he said with a broad gesture indicating the motionless bodies strewn across the square, how your lesser evil looks? Is this what you believe necessary? Yes, replied Geralt slowly with an effort. Is your wound serious? No. In that case, get out of here. Yes, said the witcher. He stood a moment longer, avoiding the alderman's eyes. Then he turned away slowly, very slowly. Geralt! The witcher looked back around. Don't come back, said Calderman. Never come back. And there we have the end of not only part six, but the end of chapter chapter three. three. Finally. We 20, 20 episodes in, and we now have the end of chapter three. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nuts. Um, man, that was that was epic. Talk about a day at the farmer's market, right? Yeah, seriously. Can you imagine going out that morning to get, like, some... Just, like, going to get some thing. apples or some raspberries? Just going to get something, yeah. yeah. Just like, do do. Do, 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 and then all of a sudden just death <laughs> I didn't mean to upset the apple cart oh yeah because everybody around here sells apples, yeah, apples. oh dad sells apples Andy yeah. and raspberries <laughs> <laughs> what a great movie yeah I solid I, solid reference I just watched it the other night it's such a good film mm, okay yeah for yeah, anybody who like, doesn't know what we're talking about we're talking about Hot Fuzz with Simon Pegg and Sean no, Frost no. uh <laughs> Which is a spectacular... Anything with Simon Pegg and Sean Frost in it is a spectacular film. It really is. Yeah. They're, just, they're, they're yeah. good they, all the they, way through. They don't miss. The worst of the lot of them is Run, Fat Boy, Run, and it's still a good movie. I actually haven't seen Run, Fat Boy, Run. It, it's... That's the... So, Simon Pegg is a deadbeat dad. Right. Um, who can never keep his promises. Uh, and uh, he ends up trying to get his life together by running a marathon. But his but his deadbeat alcoholic friends are the ones who are helping him prepare for the marathon. <laughs> right. Oh, so that that's that goes well for sure. Yeah, it's funny. There's a uh, there's a there's a uh, a scene where he's uh, supposed to be taking his son, I think, to see the Hobbit, or or something. Um, yeah. but he forgets to get the tickets so he's trying to get tickets out front of the theater and right. he buys tickets from a guy uh, from a fencer out front of the or, or a theater. scalper I'm sorry a scalper right out front of the theater and because uh, it's illegal to scalp tickets in the UK like it's big time illegal to scalp tickets in the U- UK uh, of course. turns out that the scalper was a cop 
and then he ends up getting oh tackled god. and arrested. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, that's funny. It is the least good of all of the films, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, I was like, least good is like, they're, they still, they hit home, man. They, they're just funny. They, so I would say, for me, it goes Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, World's End Saloon, and then uh, uh, Run, Fat Boy, Run. I uh, actually, Hot Fuzz is top for me. I just, that, I just die laughing at that movie always. Just, it's never not funny. Uh, and then, and then Sean, Sean of the dead, uh, in, yeah. And then into the world or at, what is it? It's at worlds. I no. think it's, I think it's at world's end. If I remember correctly, that, that's, that sounds right. And you know, I, it's not technically what, like part of their like group trilogy thing, but I like Paul. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Paul's Paul, funny. Paul's pretty funny as well. Paul's funny. Uh, no, uh, At World's it, End is Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, the wor- I think it's the just World's End is called The World's yeah, End. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that one's pretty good. <sighs> yeah. Sure, sure. Oh, wow, that one was directed yeah. by Edgar Wright. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so it was Hot Fuzz. I'm pretty sure Shaun of the Dead was as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Simon, yeah, Simon, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are spectacular, but I like World's End because it's got uh, Martin Freeman in it. Yeah. Well, I no, mean, that, but Hot that Fu- Martin Freeman's in Hot Fuzz, though, too. Uh, kinda. He's, he's like, he's one of the police, like, in, in the beginning. Like, yeah. He's in the beginning and in the end. He's not, like, in it. I well, he's like, really he, he's like, yes, don't you remember you said uh, I'd really like to move to the country someday, Janine. Janine. <laughs> oh God, those! I don't know how so we good. got so quickly into talking about Simon Pegg's films, but that's uh, because the the a they're easy to talk about first of all, and secondly the chapter ended so right, right. obviously there's nothing more to discuss there. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's 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 so funny that uh, like the world's end one is. Uh, they, they just do apocalypse movies so well because yeah. world's end is like he yeah. brings all of his friends back to do a pub crawl and during the pub crawl the world ends right <laughs> but but yeah they they kill it they, they the chemistry between those two and just the cast that they always get I, I wonder if Peg and level. Frost had like um, any sort of like relationship or friendship prior to the films I don't know. That's a really good question. I've never looked that because up. the two of them, the two of them have a chemistry that suggests that they've known each other for a long time. Yeah, definitely. So, and, and just just to be clear, the reason why Shaun of the Dead ranks higher for me is because it feels less scripted than Hot Fuzz. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think that was one of their first ones, so it probably was less scripted probably yeah probably was more improvisation from them well because like don't get me wrong every single joke in hot fuzz lands every single time like it is it, uh, yeah yeah it's spectacular. i just i love the premise of hot fuzz but what <laughs> i what i like about so what i like about just... Shaun of the dead is that they like everything that you see and they tried to recreate it in Hot Fuzz, but they didn't do as well. Everything you see in the beginning part of the film for Shaun oh, of the yeah. Dead ends up yeah. happening. Right. And then right. Uh, just like... Yeah, the foreshadowing is awesome. Yeah, the foreshadowing is amazing in Shaun of the Dead. Um, but all of the jokes feel like very natural shitlording to me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Whereas Hot Fuzz feels like highly scripted and like orchestrated jokes with the exception of the apples and raspberries joke (laughs) like that is one of the that is one of the most natural jokes in the whole of the film yeah yeah no no no, that's fair that's (laughs) fair Uh, i'll give you that it's a close race though because they're both so fucking funny they just they just hit it home man they're just good (laughs) 
dry British humor. Guys. You can't, you can't get love around. Love those guys. They're, they're like the, because they, they kind of have a little crew that they use with all those movies. Um, they're kind of like the Adam Sandler crew, but for, <laughs> for Britain. Like Britain, yeah. <laughs> um, That's and and arguably funnier. I would is, no, I would definitely argue funnier. Like. Yeah, which is not something that you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, Adam Sandler, and as, <laughs> as an American, yeah, you don't want to hear that the yeah. Brits did it better. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Marcus. <laughs> Look, Marcus is all about the nerdy shit, you know. I, I, he, he's not out That's here fair. with God Save the Queen. He's out here with with God Save the Queen Lilith, uh, or Loth, I'm sorry. From D and D, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. The, the, she's the queen of the drow. Got it. She's a she's a she's a twenty five foot tall spider milf. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> so that's a good night. That's a good night. So it's like the oh god, what's the Resident Evil chick? Um, D D. Oh, Demastru from the new Demastru or whatever stupid fucking yeah, yeah. French name, yeah. Ma Mama D, we'll Mama, call D. Mama D, Mama D, Madam D, Madam wants like the D. She's like nine and a half feet tall or some shit, and like six hundred, seven hundred pounds. Uh, there is a crazy. There's a character in the show God of High School. Who is like a, a super ripped out, like eight foot tall, uh, step on me, step on me woman. That people, <laughs> people are like, people are like, we need to get these two together into a uh, inappropriate comic. Oh yeah, well yeah. I'm sure someone's done it. I mean, rule thirty four, man. Rule thirty four. I was like, the internet, the internet is so fast with that stuff. Like it's so. It's I, honestly I, crazy. I will, I will, I will on occasion just be like, I'll be, I'll be writing or I'll be, I'll be preparing a video, and I, I'll, I'll think to myself like, I'll be, I'll be going over like a topic or thinking about a character, and then it goes through my head. I'm like. I wonder if people are weird enough to have made porn of this character. <laughs> there is. There there are. There are. And sometimes the curiosity gets the better of me and I, I check. Right. And I am always disappointed with the internet. The internet? <laughs> yes. yes. No, there someone to always takes the time. I made the There's always someone. I, I made the mistake of of seeing if anybody had uh, disrespected Totoro <coughs> a while back. Oh, of course they have. Yeah. It's, it's, there, there are some that you're just like, you didn't need to do that, man. I don't know. Like, what, I dude, get it. Like, I get it to, to, to some degree. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. Get your rocks off. But like, <laughs> there are some characters there, that just, just leave is, it alone. There is a disturbing amount. Like, if you, if you Google Toad from Mario Hentai, there's like 10 billion hits on oh, that yeah like dude, i don't ever go into the, a, i don't ever go into the websites i just see how many hits i get on google yeah yeah <laughs> there's um what did, I, what did i run across recently among us among us oh my god <laughs> dude yeah no like fucking if you google <laughs> if you google among us without safe mode on some of the first shit to pop up in the images is that yeah i'm, I'm just like how That's how I found out that they were doing. I'm like, how? I'm like, these are, little, these you, are like little circular you... triangles. They're not even that phallic. Yeah. I know. <laughs> no, they figured it out though. There's always somebody. There's always somebody who who wants that. And then what bothers me is that cosplayers have to further ruin it. Yeah. By then doing sexy versions of the of like a cosplay of it. I'm like, you guys. Yeah. You're perpetuating violence on the internet is what you're doing. Pretty much. Yeah, it's unnecessary. But and look, if there was I if guess. there wasn't demand, there wouldn't need to be a supply. I get it. Right. Well, yeah. Okay. But at the same time, could you not? You get, I was like, <laughs> yeah. just because there's demand doesn't mean we must supply. <laughs> right. Right. Like there was a point just in saying. there was a point in history where there was a demand for the eating of infants. That doesn't mean we needed to supply it. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's I have. All... I have a joke that I need to tell you off. Uh, off. Oh, like, you're gonna make Marcus mad. I know, but I, I like it, it, it's it's 
It is too controversial. (laughs) (laughs) I can't have it on the podcast. I might do a TikTok about it, but I can't do it on the podcast. Well, that's what TikTok's for. Yeah. Controversy. Although this this joke would probably be enough to 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 piss off the uh, the social justice uh, pansies enough to, oh, to get me to leave sure. it. I'm sure. Can we can we stop? By the way, like giving people who are pansies and whiny people like like cool names. Like triggered is a terrible is a terrible way to refer to people who are just whining about shit. Yeah. I can't agree. can't we say that they're 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 flipping? Like, that's, like, that's not like a word though. It doesn't need to be a word. We'll make it a word. That's they right. make up words. That's true. <laughs> At least this word is functional. It's like, it's like, oh, be careful! Don't, d- don't, don't talk, don't talk about God. You're gonna, you're gonna make, you're gonna make Kyle get all flippity, right? Like, that seems more appropriate than triggered. Triggered is what is what happens to bombs and guns and cameras. <laughs> All true. I don't. All, I, I don't want. True. I don't want pansies who can't hear people talk about gluten to be ranked amongst bombs and Whoa, and cameras. <laughs> it's a serious. It's a serious thing there. Right. Right. Gluten can kill people. <laughs> Dude, I'm just gonna rob all kinds of banks down here in California before we leave. I'm just gonna walk in with a bagel and be like, "Give me all the money." Bagel and uh, like peanuts. Oh, dude, got, with a nut allergy. Yeah. Yeah, bagels and peanuts, man. You just start waving those around. It's, ah, someone's gonna die. I know it. Oh, and some Ooh, some. Stay away from me. Some some sixty four thirty six beef. Cause then cause then it's got fat and it's not vegan. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. I was um, I was gonna, but I mean, you might waste that though. You know. Oh, it doesn't Don't have do to that. be. It doesn't have to be a lot. All right. That's fair. That's right. I, um, I condone this. By the way, so I just I so uh, boy is watching like I, I I got him hooked on Wallace and Gromit, so now he loves Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> I was just thinking about that and Chicken Run. I'm like, I need to start watching those <laughs> again. It's been so it's been, so. You know, Chicken Run is the highest grossing uh, stop motion film of all time. I did not. That's interesting. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, did you not know took him a year and a half to complete the first Wallace and Gromit film, which was only 26 minutes long? That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> well, I mean, A, they were using film, and B, like, <laughs> how many stop-motion things were there before Wallace and well, Gromit? Not many. And they handcrafted, like, all of the little magazines and books and stuff that were, that were in it. That's crazy, so, dude. Like, they handcrafted and painted them. Like, they didn't print them. They handcrafted and painted them. Um, yeah, that's wild. So Love those guys. Uh, the last episode, because the, the original Wallace and Gromit, like, set was four episodes long. I thought it was three. Uh, there was a f- there's there's a fourth one on on uh, Amazon Prime. What? Um, I don't know if it's more recent or not, but it, it's 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 still pretty old. Uh, yeah. But it's it's funny because it uh, it's it, it's it, it's the most modern fucking thing I have ever seen, and the joke aged like a fine fucking wine. So this what, what this it? woman um, who is the representative for uh, Baco Light, which is a flower company, um, okay. ends up getting getting a, a fancy for for Wallace, right? Right. And uh, Gromit notices that she's acting strange, and uh, then uh, finds out that she has murdered twelve other bakers. Jesus. Um, And because Wallace's most recent uh, invention is an automatic baking machine where he makes breads and confectionaries. Right. um, Gromit thinks that uh, Wallace is the next on her list. So Wallace, uh, Gromit is constantly trying to keep her from... uh, from killing, yeah, from killing Wallace, um, right. and so it goes through this whole thing, and then it gets to the end of the episode, with Gromit having like stopped her from poisoning him, uh, blowing him up with a birthday cake, like all of these things, um, and it turned out that uh, the Bakelite company uh, used to have her as the Bakelite girl, but 
uh, Wallace didn't know that she had been fired because uh, the Bakelite balloon that she used to ride on could no longer carry her uh, because she had gotten very fat from eating confectionaries uh, from working. So her answer right. for uh, being kicked out from being the Bakelite girl was to kill all of the bakers uh, and kill herself a baker's dozen of bakers for cooking tasty confectionaries that made her fat. And I was like, yep. oh my god, this is the most modern joke. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> it aged like fine wine. It is yeah, so really. good. I was like, that's funny. oh my god, dude. Yes. This is exactly the mindset of people today. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, if you guys haven't watched Wallace and Gromit, highly recommended. Chicken Run as well. Yeah, Chicken Run is, is spectacular. It's um, a Mel Gibson. A great. Mel Gibson before he was before he beat Jesus and before he became a racist. Yep. Well, I'm sure he was a racist <laughs> then. It's just before he was outed as a racist. Just before he said anything racist. <laughs> It was yeah right. I, you know what? I never looked up the context of that either. That happened when I was too young to give a shit. Like, I yeah, never, same. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't actually know. I don't. I don't know how like, racist just, Mel Gibson really is. It's just one of those things, like uh, with Kramer from uh, Seinfeld. Oh yeah, <laughs> I actually have heard that clip, though. It, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that one. That one I have heard. Now that uh, that one that one that was from a stand-up show. Yeah, and the two guys in the front row were just berating him all night. Does it? Okay, hold on. I don't remember. Is he racist or was he insensitive to uh, mentally challenged people? Uh, did he call I mean, people retarded or did he? <laughs> I, like, no, I no, 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 no. It was it was racist, racist right? Yeah, it was, it was super racist. Okay. racist. Um, <laughs> What's he doing now? Is he alive still? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. I think he still does stand-up too. I hope so. <laughs> well, not I, even okay. That came out wrong. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. That that came out wrong. That came out wrong. I uh, hope so, because actually, I can't save myself from this. I I'm gonna go cancel myself. Yeah, we're canceled now. Endless epic is no, no, not you. Well, I, I said it, not you. It's I'm, on the podcast, though. Go the podcast is us, man. Is it? We're done. I know, this like, this like the ninth, so this is like the ninth time we've been cancelled this season. Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, but but the, the, the two guys in the front row were a couple of black guys, and they just would not shut up during the show. Like, they, yeah. were, they were making fun of him, they were yelling at him, they kept interrupting his jokes. And I think it's like 20 minutes into his set, he just loses his shit, and he starts yelling all kinds of shit about how if it was 60 years ago they'd have him upside down in the streets and with a fork in his ass like all that kinds of shit and i'm like look i get it i get it being heckled sucks and yes yelling or 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 putting down the hecklers is always good fun maybe dial it back just a little bit yeah, right. there's like, a there's a certain level that you don't need to go to. Right, right. Like, like he 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 even could have said some unsavory things that would have been more in the line of people would have laughed at it, right? But yeah, but uh, like in the in the in the in the spirit of it, he 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 definitely he definitely uh, went to the wrong end of standing up for yourself yeah. when it comes to uh, dealing with hecklers. Yeah, definitely. Um, that doesn't make the clip less funny because watching him lose his shit is hilarious, but it doesn't justify what he said. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely went the wrong way with the dealing with the hecklers thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, who, uh, who, Bill Burr and Bo Burnham are my two favorite. That like how they deal with their hecklers. Yeah. Do you, have you, have so you funny watched Bo Burnham's recent special? I've I've seen clips. I haven't watched it, it is, all the way through. It is sad. Well, it yeah, is, it's, I've, I've, it's not funny. There's two funny bits in the whole thing. Yeah, and I feel I've, like I've, it was an accident because yeah. the rest of it is really, really sad. He locked himself in a room for eighteen months and basically drove himself crazy. And there's some profound things there, like there's yeah. some good music that came from it. But mother of God. 
Yeah, that's that's the notion I'm getting from it is is depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's super depressing, and like a lot of it was intentional, and it goes back to his whole thing of like like art is a lie, and nothing that you're seeing is real. But he very very clearly, very clearly, is not doing well. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, uh, why can't I? I can't think of words right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. There we go. Yeah, Jesus. Like I, 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 I was like, okay, if this isn't funny, I'm not gonna watch it all the way through. But I ended up watching it all the way through, even though it wasn't funny because it was like a very slow and painful and tragic train wreck. Yeah. And again, there was a lot of good music that came from it. Uh, I mean, maybe that was completely intentional, though. I mean, I, it's Bo Burnham we're talking about. Yeah, know? but it's... it's, he, it's he's, he's on another level. He, he, he... But there's a point in it where he he's like, he's like, I didn't want to be in this room still when I turned 30, but here I am still in this room working on this special as I'm turning 30, so I'm going to sit here for the next... 45 seconds and enjoy what's left of my 20s and then get back to work and then there's a whole like 100 and uh, like there's a whole 90 second spit where he's just sitting until the clock changes and it's a it's a series of things like that yeah like, white woman's instagram hilarious super like it's fucking art so yeah. good and then uh, welcome to the internet is pretty good. I and then that one. Uh, all I have you seen the one where he's at the piano and he's laughing? No. Okay. Uh, if you ever see that, that's what that song's from. It, it, just him laughing is the clip that has gone viral. Yeah. Um, and then uh, all eyes on me is the big viral one. Um, I don't think I've seen that one either. Uh, I'm I'm almost positive you have. Uh, you've at least heard the song because it's been literally everywhere. Uh, the the only one that really like that I keep seeing, except for like I see snip not snippets but like screenshots and stuff, um, is uh, just white woman's Instagram. That's well, that's the main one that keeps popping up for me. It is, it, but yeah, it's it's ridiculously sad and like he edits it together in a way that tries to make it more profound than I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 sad. It's good. It's good. It's not funny, but it's good. And it's very sad. <laughs> what you don't want to hear about your comedy special. It's good. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's good. <laughs> and there, well... And there are so many people who are like, "Oh, it's oh, it's it's so it's so it's so funny." I'm like, "What is wrong with you? <laughs> this is this is not funny." <laughs> Can't you see how much pain this man is in? I mean, the, you, you you know what they say, man. The the comedians are some of the most depressed people. Yeah, the bi the like, big one that people have been doing a lot of is, "Daddy made you some content." Daddy made you some content so open wide. Like, he's talking about how it doesn't matter that he's not feeling like he's into anything, so he's just making content for sake of making content. Yeah. And then all, all eyes on me. But how, how, it's, how it, that's said, that's hilarious. So yeah. open wide. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then all eyes on me is him basically talking about how he's getting older and how things are mattering a lot less because as soon as he's no longer relevant, he's going to go broke and people just aren't going to care about him. And the song yeah. is well done. And it's actually like the song is really well made, but it's a really sad song. <laughs> and I, see, I, I don't think I see now I understand where he's coming from, but I don't think Bo Burnham will ever be irrelevant. Fall off. Yeah. <laughs> like I, he's Bo Burnham. Yeah, I think that Bo Burnham yeah. will either... He's going to go one of two ways. And I hope that I'm wrong about this. But he is either going to go the the way of George Carlin. Where he yeah. is going to continue to get more and more cynical and um, aspirated 
as he gets older and continue commentating on things in a increasingly crass and uh, direct way or he's gonna go the way of um, what's his name Uh, Mitch Mitch Hedberg where I really hope it's not Mitch Hedberg I hope it's not Mitch Hedberg I love I love Mitch Hedberg dude like too soon but Bo Burnham has now said twice that he he would rather he would rather die while he's relevant than fade into obscurity yeah and he keeps telling people that he's not serious about that but everybody also thought that Mitch Hedberg was joking when he said what he said about dying in his 30s after, you know, he got super famous. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely... I don't, I don't want that to happen. But, like, I would prefer he go the way of George Carlin. Because George Carlin's later yeah. stuff was not as good as his earlier stuff. But... George Carlin was still funny and and watchable and relatable all the way up to the end. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, he did. Yeah. Like, George Carlin never went the way of, like, Lewis Black. Because, like, Lewis Black, as he's gotten older, has gotten progressively less and less funny. George Carlin never that got just, less that, funny. He just got less relatable. <laughs> right. That No, that happens a lot, dude. You, there are a lot of comedians that... Thank God Bill Burr's just, not one of them. Because Bill Burr just gets funnier as he gets older. <laughs> I love Bill Burr, dude. I love his interviews. I love everything about Bill Burr, dude. My, I love so there's everybody. Everybody tries to cancel this fool, and he's just like, <laughs> whatever. No, what? What? What do you can't? No, right. I fucking love. There's so good. There's a uh, there's an interview clip that I love with Bill Burr where they're talking about a controversy that he was in the midst of. And the the woman who's interviewing him, she goes, she goes, well, people felt like uh, your your Christian background because because you are Christian, felt like your Christian background might have had something to do with it. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, and uh, because I'm a Christian, um, I, I want to talk to you about Jesus after this is done. <laughs> <laughs> That's it awesome. Is, it's it's so good. It is awesome. it is top quality. Bill Bill, Bill Burr for the win always. Yeah. Bill Burr <coughs> is, is spectacular. But now, you know, uh, The Witcher. Oh, yeah. did you... Did, <laughs> totally. Did you... Did you <laughs> wow, did you what know, a seamless... Speaking of, uh, speaking of The Witcher, did you, the season two actually got pushed out to next year, I think. 2022. Uh, of course it did. Um, as did Thanks, God of War. COVID. God of War got pushed to next year, too. I didn't even know we were getting any God of War. Yeah, God Wait, of... Series did, or... Game. The game. The game. God of no. War God of War five got pushed to next year. Of course it did. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate them doing it because like a, a lot of what's been going on has made it so that these companies can't produce anything. which is kind of hit my mic, oops. Uh, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Cause like I I get some of it and obviously I don't do those things so i don't know everything that goes into them but i feel like with game design this last year shouldn't really have affected it at all <laughs> like at all i mean in, Again, unless somebody on your I, I unless somebody on your design, team but... unless somebody on your dev team gets sick <coughs> it really shouldn't have but that's because... that's what i'm saying like but what, what what caused the problem is that a lot of investors backed out of games and uh, a lot of studios were forced to comply with lockdown orders in the states that they were in. Yeah. So they weren't allowed to have people there. <coughs> so a lot of their like computer equipment and software, obviously it all exists at their office space. So in order for them to have people working from home... You, I mean, most of these programmers have their own computers, but they don't always have the right software. And some of this software and these dev engines, they can't put them on private computers because then uh, they can be accessed and stolen. Like, Bethesda yeah. uses a proprietary dev engine that is shit, but it, it's their dev engine. And 
they they don't share any of the aspects of it with the outside world. So right. Yeah. No. They, well, yeah. And that to, just to my point, like I don't do that stuff, so I don't obviously I don't understand. It really should. It, it, it really shouldn't have because like yeah, with game development, kind of you're around the same people all the time. There's not that much traveling that goes on. It's not like there are customers who come in and out of a game dev studio. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, is what it is. It is Every, the, it is. the whole the whole world is one year latent. You remember that 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 uh, we hit lag. That the story in the Bible, uh, as which is like the one of the one of the descriptions as to like why we have one fifth of a day, where one of the angels I don't stopped. Know the world spinning like stop time for six hours no I don't remember that yeah so uh, I, I can't remember the story I'll have to google it um, and, and send it to you there's a story in the bible where one of the angels like stops time for like half a day or some shit and that's why we have 365 and one quarter days in a year yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. The yeah, the whole the whole that 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 whole thing's weird. Uh, all right, we have we've rambled on enough. We're <laughs> this and then, isn't even a And fun. then uh Geralt was there when the that uh whole uh, yeah. happened and uh, that's how we tied so, back in. So smooth of you. <laughs> <laughs> no one will notice. They'll notice. I No, they're gonna know. How would they I hate know? that sound? I hate, I hate that sound so much. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Dark Tales with us. Um, uh, I hope that you guys did enjoy whatever the hell this was. Yeah. and uh, well, At least the first 30 minutes of the podcast. And I, uh, if you want to follow my brother, he is over on Instagram uh, at Anshon, A-N-N-N-S-E-A-N, uh, as well as on Twitter at RealThickJesus, two Qs to be extra thick. Uh, with the same principle being applied to his TikTok, only he is the real thick users over there. And of course, you can find me at Real Slim Users on Twitter and Instagram, as well as at the Real Slim Users on TikTok, and then Black Dragon Tavern on all of the things. Um, and of course, you guys can subscribe to me over on YouTube, where I put out lore videos. I am starting up a lore series on the backstory of Magic the Gathering as well as doing some brief lore uh, videos on weapons, uh, people, and other such things from history and mythology all over the world. Wow, that lighting looks really good. Why didn't you have that lighting up like that? Did you? I guess... No, no, I didn't. Okay, that looks no. really good. Like you, look, you See how I look dead? I, like, I, look, I look pale and dead right now? Yeah. You look vibrant and alive, and it's a nice contrast. Wait, hold on. So wait, that's better? Yeah. Why is that better? Well, no, not in the background, but on you. That's what I'm saying. This has been this way the entire time. Oh, uh, I guess I was only looking at your face when you turned it on the first time. And then having the background lit up <laughs> does kind of kill your ambiance a little bit. I was like, yeah. I haven't changed anything. I, I opened up a, a browser in my second window, and that... <laughs> Yeah, that so like, that like brightened up your skin a little bit. Yeah, I mean like I can yeah. I can brighten I can brighten me up a little bit. Let's see, that's kind of yeah no no no, too no. Much. no when it's the not full room much. it brightens you up but then yeah no no then your background's messed up you're good. Anyways, guys, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. Stay bloodthirsty, my friends, and remember, all hail the black dragons. We'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. But yeah, I've tried to I've tried to get uh, Faye into the magic storyline. She's not into it. <laughs> um, it's just a lot. It is. There's just it is. A it is lot. a lot. It helps to have visualization, right?
Like I mean, I'm sure, but it's still a lot. <laughs> do you do you have the um do you do you remember the card Phage the Untouchable? Vaguely. Sounds familiar. Yeah. So basically what it did is it gave all other creatures that you control death touch, I think. Um sure. if you if you cast it from anywhere but your hand, um you lose the game. And uh, if she deals damage to a player, that player loses the game. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds familiar, but... Yeah, so she she was a character called Jaska. And uh, there's, like, this whole story about how she was, uh, like, experimented on and all other kinds of stuff. Um, and she eventually becomes a planeswalker. But like her story is is so odd and interesting, and uh, like it it dates back to like the first planeswalker ever mentioned in the series, who is mentioned between the Thran and the Phyrexian like war, right? And the so the the big like bad guy of the Phyrexian war is a guy called Yagmoth. And he ends up literally drinking the world soul of the plane that they're on. Uh, yeah. Of drinking the world soul of the plane of Phyrexia. And ends up becoming like the part of the center of the planet. Um, and then uh, eventually that gives way to another character named Gix. And Yogmoth Get your gigs <laughs> on Route 66. 66. The original, the first Planeswalker, um, who was the only Planeswalker that anybody knew about at the time, uh, ends up going to try and stop Yogmoth from spreading the disease of Phyrexia all over the place. After he had already gone around and started infecting people with Phyrexian oil, um, under the pretense that there was this disease that he was curing with it. Yeah. And when she shows up to stop him, he takes a power stone, which is uh, like old, old school magic. The, like the power stones and the mana rings were like the source of power and how planeswalkers were created and yada, yada, yada. Um, it, 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 it's not like that anymore. They retconned that whole thing. But he, he takes a knife that's made from a power stone and he jams it into her head. Like he stabs her through the skull with it. So that, That's aggressive. Right, so she can't planeswalk away. And then he, he takes and he gives her to his priests and they vivisect her. Jesus. To try and... Dark. Yeah, to try and steal her spark. Wow. And she, she showed up to like try and uh save all of the the like clan like I, I, it's not clan heads but like all of the government officials that yogmoth had kidnapped um right. to find that he had done the same thing to them and while she was in like shock and awe is when he stabs her and then uh the the other heroes of the story uh come to rescue her and find her that way and end up like having to kill her so she doesn't have to suffer anymore <laughs> yeah and like geez. that whole war is yeah that's dark dark yeah. but what's in it what's crazy is that they end up reflecting it in the story of of urza because that's what drives urza insane too is almost that exact same thing yeah yeah anyways crazy stuff man <sighs> yeah uh i have the audiobooks for war of the spark both of them together i think are like a five hour listen you should you should listen to them and see if the story uh, gives you any sort of attachment to the characters. At the very least, there is I can do that. There is a uh, a very attractive young artificer and pyromancer who ends up in a sexy love triangle with a reserved sort of like uh, yon, uh, yandere no sundere sundere uh, elf woman. So it's like so. There's that. Yeah. So there's that. If nothing else, <laughs> if nothing else, it gets a little sexy. I mean, it's just and... it's just implied sexy because 
Nisa, no. Nisa, uh, yeah, Nisa and Chandra, um, their sparks melded, like briefly at one Whoa. point. Whoa! <laughs> because you said, you said suggestively, or what did you say? Suge- <laughs> it's just suggestive. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds pretty. Well, actually, sexy. Because Nisa's ability is that she can channel mana from the ley lines of any plane that she's on. With the planes that are more natural, Whoa, ley lines. <laughs> yeah, with the planes that are more natural being uh, planes that she can do more with, and the ones yeah. that are like Ravnica, where they are, you know, more city, she has a harder time with. But she ends up twice channeling mana from the ley lines through herself into Chandra. Yeah. And uh, they end up like having a moment, and it's like a, it's like a big moment. Um, and they it's like a big yeah. Moment. And they, 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 but then afterwards they're like, no, no, we're just friends. We can't be anything but friends. <laughs> we're, we're, would you we're, <clears throat> meet me in the back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, a moment of silence, if you please. <laughs> 